Today's daf is Samach Vav. We're going to start right at the top. Um, we're going to have a number of Machlokot of Abaye and Rava today, and basically dealing with basic Kashrut issues. Um, okay, we'll start with the Gemara, and then we'll go talk about it. Chamra Atika Be'inve. What if wine, old wine, meaning good wine, right, once it's fermented, uh, mixes up with Anavim? Okay, grapes. So everyone agrees, Divra Kol, that that would be Asher Benotein Tam. This is specific. It's Nesach wine we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. I didn't clarify that. Obviously, we're talking... Okay. Let, let's actually... Before we even get into this, let's go to Ayin <coughs> Gimel for a minute. Okay? And the mission in Ayin Gimel, it says, Yayin Nesach Asur V'osir B'kol Shehu. Okay? Yayin Nesach is forbidden. And we know there's all sorts of laws about... Um, when things are forbidden, when you have forbidden mixtures, something mixes in with something else, right? Classic, a drop of milk gets into your chillin. So what do you do? So we generally say batel b'shishim. And we said yesterday that shishim is considered the assumption of what it would be no taintam. Generally say no taintam. However, there's certain cases where we're more machmir, like chametz b'pesach, it's oser b'mashu. So now we're going to say that yein nesach is also oser b'koshu. Okay. However, the Mishnah continues and says, "Yayin b'yayin, umayin b'mayin b'kol shehu, yayin b'mayin, umayin b'yayin b'notein tam." Zehaklal. Okay, this is going to be. Let's just read the klal instead of the case. Min b'mino b'mashehu, v'shelo b'mino b'notein tam. There's an assumption if it's the same mean. If you mix wine and wine, then it's going to be oser b'mashehu. Why? Because you're always drinking wine. So therefore, you're drinking any bit of wine you drink is the it could be the yein nesach, but if it's wine mixed up with something else, okay, like let's say you're you know if we take the example of the milk mixing up into the chillant, only if you taste the milk is it a problem because otherwise you're really eating chillant. You're not eating milk. You're eating chillant, and the milk just gets kind of lost in it. Whereas if you put wine in wine, or let's say non-kosher meat in your kosher in your kosher chillant. Then that's going to be mean be me no, and then, well, we'll see about the chillin. But in this case, we're going to say that if it's the same item, it's oser b'mashu. Now, there's a basic machloket emoraim about this, okay, which appears on that daf, which is that um, is this only a deen for yenesech? And they say tevel also. Why is tevel different? Because it is, is it, well, let's just, before we even say this, is this Dean, okay, we have this Dean now. What's our Dean? Our Dean is that Mim Bimino, and that normally, Isor mixes up with Heter, we say Shishim, right? Which is another, in the words of the Gemara, it's Binotein Tam, okay? But if it's Mim Bimino, we're going to say that that only applies to Mim Bimino, two different things like milk and chillin. But if it's mim bimino, like wine mixed with wine, which is our case, which we're going to get to about wine mixed with grapes, is that considered mim bimino or not? Okay, then it's going to be oser bimashu. Now, if that's the case, we now have a question about this mim bimino bimashu. Is it just yenesech because it's so chamor, and that's why it's oser bimashu, just like we treat chametz bepesach, oser bimashu, right? That's even in a tarovet. Do we say that Yenesech is mim bimino b'mashu only for Yenesech and we're going to end Tevel. Why Tevel? Tevel is something you didn't, you weren't mafish tomorrow masrot. That's because it's called davar she'eshlo mitirin. You can just fix it. So we're going to forbid it b'mashu in a mim bimino 
because you can already just correct it, okay? And therefore, it'll be forbidden. Or does it apply to Koli Suim? Is this a cloth for all Suim? And it's a basic Machelga Tanaim, Rav versus Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish, I believe. Okay, so we'll get to that in Ayin Gimel, but that's the basis for today's stuff, is the fact that, again, whether it applies to Yenes or Koli Suim right now doesn't interest us as much, but the fact that Mimbi Mino is also Ramashu, and if it's Mimbi Sheino Mino, two different things, is going to be Benotein Tam. So now the question is going to be, what if you have Yenesech, that's good old wine, fermented wine, and it's mixed up with grapes? So, Divrei HaKol, everyone agrees that that's Min B'Shei Mino, and it's Batal B'Notein Tam. Okay? That's called Min B'Shei Mino. And Min B'Shei Mino, we already said, is B'Notein Tam, because wine and grapes are now two totally different things, right? We don't look at them as the same thing. But what if you have Chamer Chadeta What if you have new wine, which hasn't yet fermented, mixed up with grapes? So now do we say that this new wine, which is now Ye Nesech, and it's mixed up with good grapes, because grapes aren't Ye Nesech, right? And it gets mixed up with grapes. Do we forbid the grapes because they're mixed up with this new wine? And we say, this is Min Bimino, and it's Oser B'Mashu. Do we say that, or do we say it's only Oser but no ten times? So there's going to be a machlok and a bayi v'rav. I don't understand how it's different than like a minute, like last stuff where it said that if you wash off the grapes, that there's no crack. Then it's ah, yeah, fair. So the Gemara is going to bring up the crack thing in a minute and say, doesn't that pose a problem here? So hold off. No, like before, if it isn't cracked, if you just wash it off. That's the right, right. So in this case, right, we're going to assume that it was mixed up. Um, in a way that it's wine? mixed up in the in the grapes. It has nothing to do with the wine itself, the fact that the wine is aged. Like, I don't... Because you're... No. In other words, no. we're assuming that we're talking about cracked grapes and that they're mixed up, that they're that you can't clean them off. If you could clean them off, then yeah, it would be no problem. But if you can't clean them off because they're cracked and then it seeps inside, then the question is, is it usher or not? Now, you might say, the mission just said it was usher. We know it's usher. But the question is, the mission didn't say whether it's usher, benotein tam, or bemashu. Everyone agrees that this is usher if there's a lot of it mixed in. The question is, what, at what stage? And soon we're going to bring the mission to question. Some of them will say, oh, no, you could just explain it. It's mashu or it's notein tam. Pick or choose, right? Whichever interpretation you want to go by. So this would obviously be a case where it mixed up with the grapes and it's inside and you can't get it out. Okay, so Abai Amar b'Mashu v'Rava Amar b'Notein Tam. So Machlok at Abai and Rava is it Mashu? Is it Notein Tam? Abai Amar b'Mashu, Batar Tama Azlinan. When we determine whether something's Min Bimino or not, how do we determine it? According to Abai, we go based on the Tam. So in this case, Idi v'Idi Chad Tamahu. Grapes and the juice that just came out of the grapes taste the same, right? The new wine, it hasn't fermented yet. So Abai says, this is Asr Bimashu because we follow the taste. He says, no, it's Binotain Tam. In other words, if the Shishim Keneged the wine, then it's okay. Why? We follow the name. Right? In other words, this is called wine, and this is called grapes. 
the, the name of each item is two different things. We don't care that the flavor is the same. So we're basically going to go by the name. And therefore, if one is wine and one is grapes, that's considered mimbeshe'enomino. And mimbeshe'enomino is benoteng tam. Okay. Um, so now we're going to have a question on a bite. Tnan, based on this mission that we saw before. Yain nesach, exactly what Yael was referring to. Yain nesach shenafala gabe anavim. Okay, what did we say? You have to get the last few words, which I put on the sheet. Im asurot. If they're cracked, then it's going to be forbidden. So now they're going to make two assumptions about this Mishnah. Kasal The first assumption is we're talking about if the grapes were cracked and yei nesach got into them, what type of yei nesach are we talking about? New wine. Okay? The reason they made this assumption was so that they could question Abaye. Okay? So the, you know, it's, it's a little arbitrary to make this assumption. But the assumption is they're talking about new wine. And then they're going to say, when it says they're Asurot, my lab benotein tam, isn't it? They mean they're Asurot if, they, if there's enough to give flavor, which would then show Chamachadita with grapes is the same flavor but a different name. And it's Oser be. No taintam. Again, those were two assumptions. You have to remember. It didn't say this in the Mishnah. But the assumption is that the Mishnah is talking about, number one, new wine, and number two, tam, And therefore, it proves Rava and it disproves Abaye. So the Gemara obviously answers, Lo, bimashu. You could say when the Mishnah says it's Asurot, the Mishnah meant even bimashu. Okay, now we're going to see in a minute why they thought it was obvious to make that jump and say that it's benoteng ta'am, because now they're going to reject the fact that it's bimashu, and therefore it doesn't help Abaye, still against Abaye. I just want to make it very clear. We made two assumptions here. What are the two assumptions? One, it was talking about new wine, and two, that it was bimashu. Okay? So, the and both, if you have the combination of those two factors, then it's going to, um, I'm sorry, that it was benotein tam. If you have the combination of those two factors, then you're going to basically say this goes against Abaye. So the first thing they're going to do is question the second assumption. And they're going to say, oh, maybe it's Bamashu. And then it proves Abaye exactly, because you can even see the chart, right? Chamra chadatabi'im ve Abaye says Bamashu, right? So that would work, except it doesn't make sense in the context of the Mishnah. Because hamidikatane seifa the Seifa of the Mishnah says, if you remember, Zehaklal, this is the rule. Kol shebahana ato tam asur. Anything where you get benefit in, and as you can taste the flavor, it's going to be asur if it gives flavor. Kol she'ein bahana ato tam mutar. Michlal, from here you can infer what? They assume that that last sentence in the Mishnah refers to everything in the Mishnah. And it's giving a general rule about the Mishnah that things are usur benotein tam. And therefore we say it can't be b'mashahu, it must be benotein tam. So if we can't question that assumption, which assumption should we go and question? Maybe the first assumption, right? Why are you assuming it's chamrachadetam? Maybe it's old wine, in which case, if you remember, what did everybody say about old wine? Old wine and grapes are clearly two different things, and clearly it would be benotein tam. So now they say v'abaye. What would he say? Matiti atike. Right? So he must explain the Mishnah very simply. It's talking about old wine. Okay? So then we 
cross out the new wine, we say it's talking about old wine, and then we've resolved our issue. So even though the Mishnah, based on the last line of the Mishnah, seems to be talking about things are us or benotein time, they have to give flavor in order to be, forbid the mixture. Therefore, we can assume when it talked about the, the grapes being cracked and wine, yain nesach being mixed in with them, it must be that they were talking about old wine, according to Abaye. Okay, so now the Mishnah doesn't pose a problem for Abaye, we're okay. Okay, next case. Um, Chala de chamra v'chala de shichra. What if you have um, vinegar of wine and vinegar from beer? Okay, mixed up together. V'chamira dechite v'chamira desare. And uh, what is what is fermented? Uh, from wheat. Right, wheat that fermented. They say wheat leavened. Wheat leavened. Okay, wheat leavened and barley and barley leavened. So the question is. Are these considered mixtures or not? So think about it, right? What's similar about them? They're both vinegar. The name is similar, but not the tam. This gives you the exact opposite of the previous case, where the tam was similar, but not the name. So here, Abai and Rava are going to say the opposite of what they said before, because right, they're going to still say, Abai is going to say, we go after the tam, and Rava says we go after the name, but in this case... The names are the same, and the time was different. Whereas with the wine and the grapes, the name was different, and the time was the same. So you can look back at the first chart on the sheet. This is charted out here. So now they're going to say, so if you have, because they're considered because they don't have the same flavor but, but, or the same taste. Right, we follow the taste, and they each have different tastes. and therefore, Okay, and therefore it's and therefore, and everyone says right, When you have two different things mixed together, it's going to be benotein We go by the name. V'hai chala mikre, v'hai chala mikre, this is called vinegar, and this is called vinegar. V'hai chamira mikre, and this is called leaven. And v'hai chamira mikre, and this is called leaven. V'havele min bimino, and therefore they're the same. V'chol min bimino b'mashehu. Okay, so there that you have Amra baye, mina aminala. Where, what's my source here? Okay, what's the source for, okay, this is the second chart on the page. Okay, you can see the first chart, we're going to see, we haven't finished it yet. The first, I kind of charted out. All the cases we're going to have machlokot throughout the, the daf. But now we're going to show the makor for Abaye and then how Rava responds to Abaye's proof text. So Abaye wants to prove that it's all bimashu. Um, right, that it's, uh, sorry, that it's batar ta'ama. We go by the taste. Amar Abaye, de batar From where can I prove to you that we go by the ta'am? So he's going to bring, right, whenever Amoraim want to prove their stuff, what do they bring? A ta'anitic source. Okay. Did, um, it's actually a Mishnah, Ditanan. It's a Mishnah in, uh, just alluded me for a second. It's a Mishnah in Orla, right? It's a Mishnah in Orla. Tavlin shnaim v'shlosha shemot v'heim min echad o min shlosha asurin u'mitztarfin. Okay, what are we talking about here? You have a spice, of you have spices of something that's forbidden, that mixes up in your... It could be spices of orla from an orla. You can have spices from, you know, all sorts of things that are forbidden items. And they fall into your pot of soup, let's say, or they fall into something. 
Now, each one on its own doesn't give flavor, but all together, they give flavor. So now, if you have a tavlin, the shtaim so let's just look at Rashi, okay? Rashi explains this very well, but he has his own opinion. We'll see. Not everyone agrees with him. But we'll read in Rashi right now. Okay, and So what does this mean? Um, sorry. Um, so what does he say? Gimel shemot v'heim minachad, like pilpal lavan, pilpal shachor, pilpal aroch. Three different types of pepper, right? There's white pepper, there's black pepper, right? There's all different kinds of peppers. Let's assume three different types of peppers. O, min shlosha v'gimel shemot yesh lahem. Asurinu mitztafim. Okay, or there's one type of thing, okay, with three names to it. Okay, um... Actually, I thought Rashi said this. One second. I forgot what the second one is. Um, right, these are right. Some there's a different gear say here. Some people say it's shalosh minim. Um, shalosh minim shonim. Right. Oh, right. This is just simply three different spices. Okay. Like pepper, salt, and garlic. Okay. So you have three different spices. Okay. So either three different names, right? Three names, sorry, three spices that have the same name different. or three spices that have totally different names. Asurinu mitzterfin. Okay. These and as and they're asurin, then they're also mitzterfim. Okay, so we can say if you have these three spices and they give flavor, even though they're the same name or different names, then okay. Now the same name doesn't really do anything for us because that proves rava batar shma aslinan, right? But if you take these three that have different names and you say they combine together, then what do you see, right? The amarchis kiasaway. We we don't yet know yet why they're mitzterfim because in theory. They have three different flavors, and they have three different names, so it shouldn't work according to Abai or Rava. But Amar Chizkiahacha b'minei mitika askinan. says about this Mishnah that they're talking about things that sweeten whatever you're putting them into. Okay, because they sweeten whatever food you're eating, okay, you put them in the meat and it sweetens the meat. It has to be three spices that sweeten the meat according to him. Because they sweeten the meat, therefore, we're going to say they combine together. And remember, this is something that's, let's say, Orla or Tevel or something like that. Or it's some, right, Tevel would be weird. It's not, uh, it would have to be something that has the name of Isor on it. And they ruin your whole, right, your whole thing. So now they join together. So comes a and he says like this. If you hold, it's all based on the ta'am. Again, we're not referring to the first case. We're pilpil, right? Black, white, or some other pepper. But we're talking about pepper, salt, garlic. Okay? So what do we say? So if you say batar we can say since they're all coming, therefore, we're going to assume, maybe my examples aren't good. You need really sweeter spices. Spices that sweeten are viewed by Chizkiah to to be 
like one unit. It's basically, this sweetens it, okay? As opposed to, you know, if you have like mustard and vinegar and something else that are giving totally different flavors. The idea here is that they're all giving the same flavor and there proves a bias point that here we have isur mixed together, three different types, but we're viewing them, right? let's say there's not enough in each one, latetam, but all together they give flavor to the whatever it's in. Since they're all in the same tam, we're going to treat them the same, and there goes Abayah's proof, based on what Chizkiah says, because they're all my name tika. Therefore, we're going to say it's all one tam. But but Rava, you can't explain this line, because if you follow the name, each of these spices have a different name to them. You can't view them all as having the same name. They have different, right? They're different entities with different names. So the only thing that combines them all is their flavor. And that's what, that's basically what Chizkiah was saying. The Rava, I was thinking about the fact that when you spice a soup or something like that, right? It's, you want this one flavor that all the spices together make up. Okay, almost like when you take that... You know, if you would take like a soup mix, right? It's a mix of these spices that kind of all together gives some sort of flavor to it. Maybe you could view it like that. The um, Rava, so now what's Rava going to say? How's he going to explain this Mishnah? He has to explain the Mishnah. Oh, this Mishnah, forget about the way Chizkiah explained the Mishnah. I have a better way to explain the Mishnah. The Mishnah is a leave it to Rabbi Meir, and we don't pass in that way. And that way Rava can basically say, this mission doesn't bother me because we don't hold this way. What does it have to do with Rabbi Meir? Titania, Rabbi Yehuda, Omer, Mishum, Rabbi Meir. Minayin l'chol isurin shabatorah shemitztarfim zeim zeh. If you have all sorts of forbidden isurim that are all in the same place and combine together to make up a shear of isur, they join together. How do we know this? Shneemar, lo tochal kol toeva. It says, don't eat anything despicable. What do we see here? Anything that's forbidden to you is meaning if you have a combination of less than a shear of Orlan, less than a shear of Kilea Kerem, and less than a shear of Tevel or something like that, and they all mix together, according to Rava, it's there's in Isra, right? And it's normally you need to have a whole shear of Orlan, a whole shear of Kilea Kerem, and a whole shear of, I guess Kilea Kerem, can you eat? Forget, I don't remember anymore. But let's say three things that you can't eat. So you need a whole shear of each of them. But here's a lotase that can get you malkot on eating all of them together. Because it says lotochal kotoeva. So that's his shita. And that's how he explains this Mishnah. But then we say very simply, the Mishnah's Rabbi Meir, we don't hold that way. And that's how he explains it. Okay, and he wouldn't hold like Chizkiah's explanation that it's because they're all b'mine mitikas came Okay, he has a different answer. It doesn't matter that they're not the same name, right? They're going to combine when it comes to forbidden, eating forbidden foods that join together. But that has absolutely nothing to do with our question about what's considered min bimino. It's going to be oser b'mashehu, okay? That's not, it doesn't tell you anything about shma or tama and all that. Okay, next case. Okay, we're now back at the top chart. We're going to see another case where Abayi and Rava agree and another case where Abayi and Rava disagree. If vinegar comes into wine, um, right here we're talking about, um, right, your vinegar of, of Isr falls into your wine of Heter. 
Everyone's going to agree it's Benotein Tam. Okay, why is this? Because when it falls in, so Rashi says, Lo havadamile lo berecha velo betama. Okay, it doesn't, it's not similar in reach, in smell. We're going to get into smell in a second. And it's not similar in ta'am because the yayin doesn't cancel out the, the reach, right? The reach of the chomets is very strong. Um, and therefore, so one second, uh, right? And the chomets doesn't cancel out the reach of the yayin. Okay, since it's mostly wine. And therefore, divra kobanotein ta'am. But chamra, lego chala, but if wine falls into vinegar, then we're going to have a machloket. Abay omer b'mashehu. Virava amar b'noten tam. Okay? The whole issue is here, okay, we'll start with, the first case had vinegar that was aser. Remember, why would vinegar be aser? Yainesech, right? That goes sour. So since it was minusach before, right, or it could have potentially been, right, Vinegar of a non-Jew that was in the non-Jew's possession from before. Um, so then, when it was still wine, so that could be. So vinegar of Isser falls into wine that was mutar. But if it's wine of Isser that falls into vinegar that was mutar, so Abai says, B'mashu v'rav amar tam. So let's see why. Abai amar b'mashu, because recha chala, okay, if wine falls into vinegar, the smell of it is going to smell like vinegar because it's mostly vinegar. Vitama, but the flavor, it's going to have, right, the whole issue is, is it no taint tam? So it's going to have the flavor when the wine falls in. We're talking about that it had tam still, right? It, it was enough, there was no taint tam. Vitama chamra. If you have something that the, it smells like vinegar but it tastes like wine, we're going to call that vinegar, okay? And therefore, we're going to call the whole substance vinegar. And what happened? It's wine falling into vinegar then. Bahavile mimbimi no. One second. Tamachala. Tamachamra, we're going to call it vinegar. And then. Havile mimbimi no. Vachobi mimbimi no. Bimashu. One second. According to this. Abayamar bimashu. Because recha. Considered chometz. Right. This is what happens. When the wine falls into this mixture, it's basically going to have all the properties of the vinegar because it's going to, it still tastes like wine, but it's going to now, the, the smell of it is overcome by the smell of the chometz. And therefore, it's viewed right now as if it's vinegar. So you now have basically vinegar mixed in with vinegar. And therefore, it's mimbi mino, it's going to be oser bimashu. Rava Amar Benotein Tam. Okay, he says, no, this is only Asr Benotein Tam. Why? Because he holds the Recha Chala, if the smell smells like vinegar, but the Tama is Chamra, we're going to call this Chamra. In other words, the wine doesn't lose its properties when it falls into the vinegar because it still has the taste of it. We don't care that it now smells like vinegar and there's no smell of wine anymore. What we care about is so we have taste of wine, and we still have the taste of the wine within the vinegar, and therefore, in other words, again, it has to be if there's enough wine that you can still taste it, okay? So therefore, what are we going to say here? 
The wine doesn't lose its property. It's still considered wine. And therefore, Okay, therefore, it's only going to be us or benoting tam. Okay, so now we're going to have, I want to just point out here, this whole, before we even get more into this Recha issue, the first thing I want to point out is this whole machloket about batar shman, batar tam, azlinan. So the Shulchan Aruch actually paskins, I want to point out in the Shulchan Aruch, um, it says, the Ramah writes here, Linyam mim bimino, azlinan batar shma. Okay, which makes sense. We hold like Rava, because usually Rava and Abaye, Ya'al Kagama, we hold like Rava. And in general, if we have a Mimbimino, we're going to follow the name and not the flavor, the Tom. Okay? However, it's interesting that the Shach, Dafka, disagrees, and he says that we actually follow the Tom and not the Shema, which is somewhat difficult because why would he paskin like? Abaye, right? In general, we pass them like Rava, and here it's interesting. We pass them like Abaye. If you remember, there's Ya'al Kigam, which are the six cases where we pass them like Abaye against Rava, and this is not one of them. So it's just an interesting point I wanted to make. Okay. Um, okay, next case. Hai Batiha. Okay, this is a case. Now we're going to see about this Rach. Okay, so we mentioned about the smell here, and now we're going to get into the issue of smells. And from here, we're going to get into kashrut issues about putting two things in an oven together, um, where the smell of one gets into the other. Like, can you have milk and meat? Because you might get the smell from one into the other. And there's issues of rach. There's also issues of zea, like the the steam. Okay? There's also issues of the smell there. Um, so now the question is, what if this non-Jew put in a... Um, a cane, like a reed, into the barrel. We, may, we saw this before. We makes like a hole in the barrel. And um, he wants to smell the wine to check if it's good. Okay? So he puts this in to smell the wine. So, if a non-Jew puts in this, this sort of straw-type implement to smell the Yisrael's wine, Shapir Dami. It's okay. There's no problem with this, okay? We were not worried about Yenessa because we had all sorts of criteria about Yenessa. This is not one of them. But Yisrael Bedovei Kochavim. What if a Yisrael smells the wine of an Ovei Kochavim? Is this considered getting Hana'ah, right? Or not? Because we've talked about getting Hana'ah from Yenessa, you're not allowed. So what if he puts this straw inside and smells Ovei Kochavim's wine to see if the wine is good? Abayamar Asur. Rava Amar Mutar. So look at Abayim Rava. Is it Asur Mutar? Abayim Asur. Recha Miltehi. Smell is actually something. Okay? Which is exactly what he was saying before, that if the smell is vinegar, right, then we're going to go by, we're going to call the wine vinegar at that point. Okay? It's the same idea. So he says, Recha is substantial. It means something. The Rava Amar Mutar, because Recha lav milti. Okay, Recha doesn't count. Amarava, mena amin ala de Recha veloklumhu. Where do I know that Recha is nothing? Ditznan, right, last time Abai brought a proof for his, this time Rava's going to bring a proof. It says in the Mishnah, Tanur shel truma. If you have an oven where they lit up the fire using um, cumin, okay, most people say this is cumin or cumin, right, in Hebrew we call it kumun. Kumun shel truma, that was truma cumin, okay? You use the cumin to burn, right, to make the fire. So, right, I assume the leaves of the cumin, they lit up on fire, and they were truma. 
and afabo et hapat, and you bake the pot with that, hapat muteret lefisha ein tam kmun ela recha kmun. The only thing you have from the cumin is the smell, but you don't actually have the flavor of it, you just have the smell of it. So there, what perfect proof? Rechalav miltehi, right? This is nothing. Abaye, Abaye says, no, shanehatam demikla isure. He says that's different because there, there's no actual cumin anymore because the whole thing got burnt up. We saw this before in one of the cases where they said once it was burnt up and it's no longer there, you might look at it differently. Okay, but if it was actually there and, right, like let's say this wine where the Jew is smelling the wine and the wine is still in existence as opposed to the smell of the cumin when the cumin isn't even there anymore. So Abayah says that doesn't prove anything because that's only a case where there's Recha without an actual object anymore. The object was burnt. So then we're not going to be Oser, the Rech. But don't, if the item is actually there, then we're going to forbid the smell that comes from it. Don't talk to the grillers who have this kind of this kind of wood and this kind of wood because they have a smell and it enhances the right. meat. Right. So that's part of it, right? In other words, yeah. that's what Rava says. The, the, I mean, the, the truth is Rava says it's fine. Abayah is the one who says the smell means something. Okay, Amar of Mary, Kitanai. Rav Mary says the machloka between Rav and Abai here is actually a machloka Tanaim. It says in a Mishnah, uh, is it a Mishnah now? Yeah, it says in the Mishnah, in Trumot, Harodet Patchama. If you take, okay, Ridiata Pat is this act where they would take the bread off the, like it was on these, is it, like I guess when you make pita, right, and you peel the, the bread off of the, they would bake the bread in the oven itself, and there was a whole, Malacha of it was like a whole act to basically take the pot off, and then that's not so important for our purposes. Harodet pat so you take off this hot bread out of the oven. Unitana al pi chavichal yain shel truma, and you put it on top of a barrel of a wine of truma. Okay, which is no different. Like in Nesach, it's aser. Rabbi Meir oser Rabbi Yehuda matir. Okay, Rabbi Meir says this is aser because what's going to happen now? You're going to have the smell of the wine seeping into the bread. Okay. Rameir says this is forbidden, because what are we going to assume? Recha counts, right? It means something. For Rabbi Yehuda Matir, because he views Reach as nothing. For Rabbi Yossi, Matir b'shal chitim v'oser b'shal se'orin. He says it depends whether it was a pot made of chitim or a pot made of se'orin. M'pnei sh'asorin sh'avot. He claims there's a difference between the absorption power of the bread if it's made from barley or if it's made from wheat. Anyway, Rabbi Yossi doesn't interest us so much now, but what they're going to say is, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Meir, my lavaka miflege, demar savar recha milti, umar savar recha v'lav klumhi. Okay? So now they're going to answer like this. Lerava, according to Rava's viewpoint, okay, that recha is not anything, he would have to explain this vaday tenayi. He would have to explain, yes, it's a machlokat and I side with Rabbi Yehuda, who's matir. Okay? That's the only way you can read this. But Abaye, la Abaye, mi lema tenai. Abaye, you don't necessarily have to assume it's a machlogat according to Abaye. You can claim that Abaye will view this as everything fitting in with his shita. How so? Lav mi itmar la. Wasn't it said about this Mishnah? Amar Rabba Barbarchana, Amar Rishlakish. Barbarchana said in the name of Rishlakish that they were only arguing in a very particular case. Okay? Bipat chama, if the pot was hot, and the barrel was opened, and you put this hot bread on top of the barrel of wine, 
Divrei hakol asura. Everybody agrees that it's forbidden. Because of course the rech is going to seep into this hot bread, right? When the hot bread is still hot and the barrel is open, of course it's going to seep in, in which case everyone's going to forbid it. Now, if that's what Rish Lakis said about this machloket, that basically proves that everyone agrees with the bay, that rech accounts. Okay, so we've basically proven it at this point. The rech is something. Okay, so the question is going to be, according to him, so what is the machloket, right? If the bread is cold, and you put this cold bread on top of a sealed barrel, so everyone's going to obviously agree that it's mutar. Okay, according to Rish Lakish, and this is what Abayi uses as proof text, the, the only real machloket in this mission is, Okay, the question is, if the pot is hot and the chavit is closed, is it possible that somehow some flavor is going to seep in? Or the pot was cold and the chavit was opened. Also there, there's a machloket. Does it seep in or not? Okay. V'hadidi, in my case, nami, and that's when I was talking about recha miltihi, kipat chama v'chavit p'tucha nami, right? We were talking about a case that's like the case where everybody agreed with, okay? In which case, he's going to basically say that Everyone agrees with me, and it's not necessarily machloket tanaim. So it's a question by Recha: Is it a machloket tanaim, or is it not? Okay, I just want to open up the Shulchan Aruch for a minute and show you. Um, okay, it says here in the in Yoredea Siman Kufchet, "Ain solim basar k'shera im basar nevela, o shal basar behemat me'ab tanur chad, v'afa pishe einu gin zebaze." Okay, so you can't have two meats cooking next to each other, even if they're not touching each other, because of, right, the rach. Okay, what's going to go there? The rach. Okay? The Ramah says, And he says, we're worried about rach, even in a big tanur where there's space, and maybe you could say the rach won't necessarily go from one to the other. We're machmir in a large tanur. However, he says the bidieved lahakel afilu b'tanur katan. But he says we can be makel bidieved if it was cooked even in a small oven. We can be makel bidieved on this rach. In other words, don't do it lechatchila, but bidieved it's okay. Okay, which matches. I mean, if you look at it right, Rava actually says that rechal milti. However, they say lechatchila you shouldn't, but bidieved right lechatchila you shouldn't even in a big space. But bidyevit, even in a small tenor, it's okay. You can't cook two meats together in one oven? No, you can cook two meats as long as one's not kosher. The issue there was it was a basar nevela and a basar... No, no, no. Meat, of course, right? As long as it's not something that's forbidden, it's something that's permitted. Okay? Right. The issue is, does the forbidden item get its flavor? You know, it's wrapped. That's why if you... The way you do it is you cover... If you cover one thing, then it's not an issue, right? The The... This is where Maybe people get to waiting. You know, you shouldn't use your oven. You should wait in between. Some people, there's all different opinions about, can you cook milk after meat in your oven? If you just cook dairy, can you cook something meat? Okay. By the way, this is only things that create um, vapor. vapor. If it doesn't create vapor, then and there's no smell, right? Then it's not an issue. Um, like baked items without liquid usually don't create such a vapor. Um, it depends. I mean, it depends what kind of things. Um, but... Um, so if you cover it, then you keep all the smell inside, and then the smell isn't in the oven, and then it's less of an issue. And then some people say you have to sort of 
put the oven on high in between, or you have to wait 24 hours. There's all sorts of opinions about how long it takes for the, you know, the steam and the raft to get out. Anyway, it's an interesting kosher sugi. Yeah.